This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. From Studio A inside the Rick L. and Vicki L. James University Center, this is Trine Line. Hello, I'm James Tu, Assistant Vice President for Content and Communications at Trine University, and this is the Trine Line Podcast. Trine University President Dr. John Shannon will discuss some of the latest happenings at Trine University and issues in higher education. Thank you, Dr. Shannon, for joining me again today. Well, thank you for having me. So in this episode, we want to talk about the continued growth in academic programs at Trine University. I know in recent years, the university has introduced a lot of majors. We've had extended reality on both the uh, Angola campus here and through Trine Online, and then Angola campus also has majors like actuarial science, mechatronics and robotics engineering, Trine Online added industrial engineering technology, and I'm sure there's others I'm missing as well. We've also launched the Center for Montessori Education with different certifications and majors. And even when we look at some of our, what we would say are more established programs, we've got the Rinker Ross School of Health Sciences and the College of Health Professions. And those programs are booming, uh, but that's really only happened within the last decade. And we've also added countless minors, concentrations, tracks. Why is it important for trying to keep launching new academic programs? Well, well, thank you for that question. It's really in our DNA to, to, to make change and to be thinking about how we can do things in, in better ways. You know, our vision as a university is to be engaged, dynamic, growing, and always adding value to our students' experiences. So if I break that down a little bit, I think it relates well to this idea of growth in academic programs. So we're engaged in the sense that we're meeting with stakeholders, the key stakeholders to the university, trying to understand what their needs are and how we can help to meet those needs. We're looking at industry, you know, industrial needs are changing on a regular basis. Society is changing on a regular basis. And universities need to keep pace with that change. And that means at times we're going to have to add new programs. We're dynamic in the sense that we're willing to take calculated risks, to change things up, to improve our existing programs, and to add new ones that, again, add value uh, to our students' experiences. And the result of that is we're growing. By adding new programs, the, the, the goal and the hope is to enroll more students. In, in programs that meet specific needs that, that are of value to society as well as to our students. So the re- end result is it enables us to continue in a growth mode. And so again, I, I, I would say it's, it's really a part of who we are as an institution. Where do we get ideas for new academic programs? They come from all corners. I mean, we, we get ideas from industry, from advisory boards, from friends of the university, from faculty, staff, institutional leaders, and so on. You know, what, what we do is we keep our ears open. We listen carefully to keep current on workforce development needs in the region and nationally, and then we go from there. So what are the criteria for adding new programs? What, you know, how do we determine what we're going to add and maybe what we're going to pass on for the moment? The two most important criteria are first, will this major be of interest to prospective students? And second, will it lead to a career? So both of those criteria must be met 
for us to uh, offer that type of a program at Trine. All of our current programs meet those criteria. So in other words, if a program is of high interest to students, and we know we could enroll a, a lot of students in that program, but it doesn't lead to a career, we're not going to offer it. And the flip of that, if we know it'll lead to a career, but there's just just doesn't seem to be interest among prospective students, then we're not going to offer that either. Both criteria have to be met. In addition, two other criteria that are important to us. Uh, one, what is the cost for implementation? Will it be fiscally responsible on our part to offer that, that degree program? And second, what's the competition like for the program in our region? So for example, if there are, if we look at the seven closest universities to us, and we, we're thinking about two different programs, one of them is offered at all seven universities, and the other isn't offered at any, we're going to probably shift our priority to the one where there's no competition. It just would make the most sense to offer that one, all other factors being equal and assuming that the important two criteria have been met. How do we gauge some of those elements like student interest? Uh, how do we know if there, if students are going to be interested in a program? So there are different students? ways of doing that. Um, first and foremost, direct exp- interactions that our admissions counselors have with students. They talk with them. They, they listen to the high school students and find out what is it that you're most interested in majoring. And we get feedback in that regard. And not just from high school, but also with our trying online students, we wanna know where their interests lie as well. Uh, There are national publications and surveys and articles about uh, areas of interest among the college going population. So we pay careful attention to that to see where are the highest, what programs have the highest level of interest that that we don't currently offer? And, and these are ones we should be looking at to consider going forward. In terms of careers, the second criteria, which is so important to us. Um, so for, for careers, we can look at, and we do look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS. They project out 10 years into the future uh, job growth in, in specific areas. It's a great indicator of where future jobs lie, uh, where there are gaps right now for employment that, uh, that need to be met. And that gives us a really strong indicator of whether or not the program will be of interest and value to us at Trine University. What process do we go through to determine if a program is a good fit for Trine and its students? Okay, so does it have a career focus? You know, this stems from our mission. And the mission of Trine is to promote our students' intellectual and personal development through professionally focused learning opportunities, preparing students to succeed, lead, and serve in their communities. So the key element, a key element in our mission is that we prepare students through professionally focused learning opportunities. So will this this program under consideration, will it have a professional focus to it? In other words, will it lead our students to a career? Not just a job. You know, we want them to get jobs, of course, but turning those jobs into careers that have a, you know, a lifelong impact is what we're really most interested in. So what process do programs go through to evolve from an idea to implementation? When I wrote this question, it brought to mind, I don't know if you remember Schoolhouse Rock, but when I was a kid, the I'm just a bill and the whole process it would go through from being a, a built to becoming a law. So take us through maybe not in song, but uh, the process a, a program would go through from the initial idea to being a being an offered program here. 
So it starts with the idea. What is it that we're exploring? It turns from that to a brainstorming session on on how this could potentially work at Trine University. It's it's important that the program has a champion, someone who can really spearhead the 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 discussions on on the program. If it sounds like something solid for us, we could actually potentially um, utilize and offer to our students, then we have to develop the program goals for the students. What will the students get out of this, this particular program, this major? From program goals, we need to develop the curriculum. And that means uh, de- developing courses that have learning outcomes, and the outcomes have to map back to the program goals. In fact, we have to be thinking through what kind of activities we would use, and those activities need to map back to the course outcomes, which map back to the, learn, the program goals. So there's the whole curriculum development process that's a very important part of establishing a new program. We then need an assessment plan. The assessment plan helps us to determine whether or not the program is working as, as we've intended it to work. And it's at that point, once we think we've got everything lined up and ready to go, we have to get approval from more or less what happens. There's a a sort of a sponsoring department, an academic department that takes it to to their dean and their school. It goes from there to our curriculum and and academic standards committee of our faculty. They debate it. They discuss it. They, you know, they look at it carefully and they have to approve it. And then it goes to the full faculty. Full faculty will discuss it, vote on it from the full faculty upon their approval. It goes to the president and ultimately to the board of trustees. So all of our new academic programs have to be approved by our board of trustees. It seems like a long process and a difficult one, but it's really not. The idea is it, it should be pretty much all worked out 100% before it gets to curriculum and academic standards. Sometimes that committee uncovers things that are, are lacking in the proposal, so they kick it back, and it has to be worked a little bit more. But generally speaking, we have a very streamlined process. We can get these approvals done in a timely manner and to, in, in order to offer the program at the best possible time. How long does it usually take if you had to put a time frame on it? We can, typically these programs take about a year for approval, uh, give or take a few months. We can, some programs we can, we can uh, prepare and, uh, and have ready for approval in less than a year. Uh, sometimes it takes a little bit more, but you know, for right now, if we have an idea for a new program, potentially we could, we could get it ready to go for the follow, for next fall. Then there are other programs that take longer. And those are typically programs that are, uh, that also have content specific accreditation and when you have content-specific accreditation, the accreditors often will set the timeline for the uh, implementation of a new program. Just as an example, we're in the process of starting a doctor of occupational therapy program. We had a director last year who worked on the curriculum and worked to get that ready, even though we cannot start that program until 2025. So we're talking years in advance. We've already got a full-time person who's working on curriculum. And over the course of these next two years, we'll start to hire faculty and whatnot. They'll work on clinical placements and agreements and more curricular change and assessment procedures and so forth and how to market the program to students and and so on so that we're ready to go in 2025. So those kind of programs take much longer. Okay. And is that pretty much like our health sciences and health or health professions programs? That's right. 
Same thing when we had the doctor of physical therapy. It took about two or three years to get that ready for launch. Our Master of Science in Physician Assistant Studies, same thing. Why do you think we're able to launch new academic programs so quickly? It uh, sounds like very efficiently as well. Because we are willing to make changes. It's a part of our culture at Trine University. We take calculated risks. We understand that uh, the status quo is is not acceptable to us. We, we know that the status quo leads to stagnation and stagnation results in failure and we cannot and will not let that happen at Trine University. So to keep pace with the rapid changes going on around us, whether that's in technology or in industry or in society, we also have to change. And, and I, I think everyone uh, buys into that, understands it, and appreciates it. And it's actually invigorating and exciting for us to know that when we have a good idea, we can make that idea come to fruition relatively quickly. We don't want to talk something to death when we know it's, it's a good idea. We need to get these things out there and done and on the ground and ready to roll as quickly as we possibly can. What are some new academic majors or areas we're looking at as a university? You, you mentioned occupational therapy. Uh, what are some other things we're, we're looking at or thinking about? So we're just about to start a um, Associate of Science in Nursing program this fall. That stems from a huge need across the country for nurses. We're talking about other possibilities. I'm not saying we're going to launch these these other ones, but we're talking about, so, so for example, um, a Bachelor of Science. We're, we're looking at one, a major in aviation management. You know, it's a very unique program. Not many universities have it. And I'm not saying we're going to have it with 100% certainty, but we're in discussions about it. Uh, it meets a, meets a huge need. There's a severe shortage of pilots across the country. So we think that could be interesting and, and potential for us. I had a discussion with a, a faculty member in the sciences who's looking at potentially putting forward a Bachelor of Science in Environmental Biology. You know, we don't have that now, but it, it's something that, um, that prospective students, I think, would have an interest in because uh, there is such a huge um, concern about our environment. So environmental biology might be a popular major, and it certainly would lead to jobs. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that these are going to be done, but these are things we've talked about. We've talked about a Bachelor of Science in social work. You know, there are many people, many students in high school who are concerned about their communities and mental health and other issues, and they want to do something about it. So that, that could be a, a good major for us. Again, th these are all just ideas that we're, we're talking about, we're brainstorming about. So, but we, we take these ideas from, from seed, and and help them to, to uh, germinate and grow into something that might actually fit here at Trine University. Having worked in the academic side, how does it feel for you to see that happen when you see, you know, something that, you know, maybe just started from a discussion at a faculty meeting or, you know, maybe even in a less formal and see it come forth into, or, you know, when you see those first graduates of that major walk across the stage at commencement? It's exciting. I, I feel it makes me feel so good to, to see that our faculty have uh, sort of taken the bull by the horns and led the charge on new programs and making them happen. What I want at Trine is that our programs are, are really uh, led from the bottom up 
and, and people have ownership of them. And, and when they do, they're so much more likely to succeed. So when we see success, it's sort of validating in, in terms of our culture at Trine and all that we do to try to be current, relevant, and meaningful in our programs. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Dr. Shannon, for joining me today. Check back for more insights from Dr. Shannon on the next Trine Line podcast. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.